0: Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Episode 22. I uh, I, I can't tell you how uh, thrilling those last two segments were to speak to former Congressman Chris Cannon and get his insight on uh, both his experience as a manager prosecuting the President of the United States at the time, uh, a responsibility uh, asked of no one else uh, living at the time. I- incredible. And to get his insight on how things uh, will be playing out as this uh, trial uh, carries on here in the Senate. Absolutely fascinating. I'm grateful to him. and In fact, I just learned that he will be a part of Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news. So you'll hear more from the Congressman and get more of his experience from 1999 during the uh, Senate trial of Bill Clinton uh, later on in the program. This segment, though, another one I was excited about. So you heard me yesterday, and I did a poor job communicating my thoughts, but it had to do uh, with a a gun part, and there was some judges that were looking at things, and some debate, really, between a judge and the ATF uh, as to what is the definition of a gun. I got the the gist of the story out, uh, I think well enough, uh, but I called my friend Clark a potion uh, this morning to get a little bit of clarification, just make sure I had uh, done an adequate job uh, telling that tale yesterday, and if I needed to play any cleanup, uh, he was going to come and help me out. Well, he said, he said, Lee, you, you did fine enough, but I've got something else for you, and it has to do with license plates. And I thought, what are you talking about, license plates? Is this that? Uh, is this that deportum story? He says, no, 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 it's different. Uh, this has to do with a state symbol. I'll let you take it from there, Clark. What, what, uh, what are you up to?
1: So, Lee, yeah, fantastic. And you explained firearm receivers better than you did a water main, by the way. Anyway. What the? I don't <laughs> know what a water main is. I know. It got me a few days off school when I was young. You know, it's, uh, it'll be a secret. All it's right. just, uh, you know, you don't need to know. <laughs> you know, you don't need to know what a water main is. Anyway. So, uh, it is about license plates. And uh, today, there was a meeting. They always wait, made wait. A wait ahead can I stop you? Can we go ahead. back to
0: 2011? 2011. 2011. During the 2011 legislative session here in the state of Utah, a piece of legislation sponsored by Carl Wimmer, representative at the time, uh, would create a new... New state symbol here in the state of Utah. It was
1: actually started in 2010 so that it would be ready to go.
0: The governor signed in 2011. Yeah. Yes. Got yes, it. exactly. Okay. Yep. So, uh, thank you. So, uh, the bill creates a new state symbol. The Browning Design Colt M1911 is the official state firearm uh, of Utah. There's a big long list of symbols. Uh, this one is that.
1: Yeah. We were the very first state to ever have a state firearm. You go, Utah. There you go. And, I, I, and we didn't necessarily do it to honor the gun, the 1911, but... It was to honor John M. Browning, who's the son of Utah. Oh my gosh. And he, he's a genius inventor. Uh, his designs, firearm designs, go well, well beyond the 1911. Um, and they're still in use today, 100 years later. And the 1911, by its very name, it designates the year... Not that it was made, but that it was adopted by the U.S. military. It was in 1911, so it was fitting to do it on the 100-year anniversary. We presented that gun on the south steps of the Capitol. You know, Browning made a special uh, design of it and presented it along with Chris Browning, the great-grandson of John M. Browning, to the governor, and, and he accepted it. And, um, and so it has been our state's symbol ever since then. So that was 2011. Uh, what's happening now? So what's happening now, uh, some people, me... And uh, <laughs> and one of our directors, uh, we got new pickup trucks, and so we wanted license plates. And so he ordered 1911 on an In God We Trust plate, and I ordered M1911A1, the, the very specific right. designation. And they were both denied by the Tax Commission, the Motor Vehicles Department of the Tax Commission, who handles that. And they cited uh, statute, and they cited administrative rule as to their decision. I appealed it. I wrote a letter to them, and I appealed it, citing their own statute, saying no authority here, and they denied it again, and on my next appeal, it goes to a hearing, so I have a hearing, um, actually, I'm literally suing, again, yeah, Clark Potion suing somebody else, uh, we're suing uh, the the Utah State Tax Commission the state of Utah, and so I thought, well, this isn't good enough, because it's just going to be, you know, we know it's been done before, and we're going to lose, so if they, if they utilize the same logic. So I went to the Administrative Rules Committee and I said, we have an example of an estate agency that is either overstepping its bounds or not interpreting the existing administrative rules and statutes correctly. And that was the hearing today. So the hearing today... I, you know what? We, I don't wanna, we've heard about this hearing. We we have heard about it, but for a much different reason. Well, it wasn't been, the reason that the whole department license plate that came that that's an also ran type of thing that okay. came on much later. It came on you know last week or so. This has been going on for last two weeks. Okay, or two months. Two months. So and what'd you learn? What'd you learn about the hearing? So we learned up the hearing what the process is, and we heard from the uh from the deputy from the director and the deputy director about the decisions, how they make these decisions, and. The the statute and the administrative rule was scrutinized right down to the subletter, and they they basically said to the to the legislature to the administrative rules committee, you know what we would love some more legislation, we would love some more direction to help us out um, removing discretion. Well, not necessarily removing discretion, but. Uh, uh, channeling funneling focusing their discretion on certain things like the state symbol because if we go by their logic then everyone who voted for that state symbol is a is a um, is a criminal murderer <laughs> you, know, someone, you know that that's endangering the public health welfare you know some of these words that were used in the statute and we can't have that it was meant to be i mean the 1911 as a state symbol was meant to be a unifying not a contentious issue but I think that people can find contention anywhere they look if they really look for it.
0: And just for context here, when we talk about state symbols, we're talking about things like the official state dessert, which is green jello, the official state flower, the sago lily, or the what, the, the official historic state vegetable, the sugar beet. So there's a long list in, in statute. And, and what happened in 2011 was simply the addition of this 1911. You would like to honor that on a, on a license plate and due to some of the regulations or at least the rules uh, set in place. Uh, by the uh, tax commission uh, governing the Department of Motor Vehicles, uh, you're you're not allowed that.
1: Well, yeah. yeah. In fact, I'll just read really quickly. It's just very short because I know you're going to try. Under their administrative rule, combinations of letters, words, or numbers that express affiliations or actions that may be construed to suggest endangerment to the public welfare. Oh, my gosh. The 1911, the M1911A1 it, it, it's a gun my dad carried as a sidearm on a ship at Pearl Harbor, by the way, when I was attacked, and, you know, I do it to honor him. I do it to honor John M. Browning. The is a great gun, but it's, it's you know. Sure.
0: So, Clark, a potion, I'm grateful to you. Thank you. Uh, I'll tell you what, so this isn't over. You, you still
1: are, uh, you need oh, to. This ain't, this ain't even close to being over. You keep so, me updated as this It's either going to be fixed in the hearing or it'll be fixed in legislation. We have uh, a legislator that's already offered to run legislation to clarify this. Oh, that's very good. What kind of pickup truck did you buy? Uh Dodge twenty five hundred, super heavy duty super hemi six point something, something. That's all. Heavy
0: duty. DVD. That's great. I bet that. Uh, that's great. Good for you. I, I hope you get your license plate. Thanks, Thanks. a lot, Clark. Uh, that's Clark Apotion, uh, chairman of the Utah Shooting Sports Council, giving us a little bit of clarification on how license plates are decided upon here in the great state uh, of Utah. Listen, we have had an incredible program today. I'm very proud to have been given the opportunity to host the show today. Uh, we, history has been made today. It was, we started the day learning uh, from Speaker Pelosi that she, in fact, had made the decision Decision to send the articles of impeachment over to the Senate. Part of that is announcing a list of managers who will be responsible for trying this case. They will be the prosecutors, uh, seven of them, including Adam Schiff, who we know, uh, Jerry Nadler, uh, along with others, Zoe Lofgren, who uh, historically has an, a fascinating uh, connection to impeachment proceedings. She was a congressional staffer in the days leading up to what would have been the Nixon impeachment. Uh, ultimately, it was for now, but she was there and she was ready. And then in uh, 1999, uh, it was during the impeachment trial of Bill Clinton that she had her hand in uh, things going on there. And then today, she, it is announced, will serve as a manager, prosecuting President Donald Trump as he faces uh, these articles in a Senate trial. Coverage on this topic is not over here on this program. It will continue into Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news. Uh, You're going to hear more from Congressman Chris Cannon, Who joined me during my program? He, in 1999, was a manager. He's full of insight. That's all coming up next here on this program and this station, KSL News Radio.
2: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America.